hello there. You're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How are you doing on this Monday of all days? Um, oh, it's been a it's been an interesting weekend. Uh, an eventful weekend, I would say, in some instances. What about yourself? Yes, I've also had an eventful weekend, and ultimately, the fact that we've both had eventful weekends is the reason why the podcast was pushed back a couple of days and we are recording here on a Monday and Monday being the 26th of October which is also my birthday so happy birthday to me I'm sure there are there's lots of fan mail in the email inbox Josh is that is that right lots of birthday uh, wishes yes great why don't you read some out okay um This one's from Anonymous. Um, happy birthday, Tom. Thanks very much. Uh, this one's from Twitch. Uh, your stream some... Oh, wait, no, that wait. Uh, uh, <laughs> this one's from Google. All users will be... Oh, no. Uh, no. Oh. This one's from Google. Uh, security... Oh, security alert. That's not, that's not for your birthday either. Oh, well, it's all right. Don't worry. Um I've not had a very exciting birthday. This is probably the most exciting thing to have happened today, is doing this podcast. To I'm honest. sure you'll get w- well wishes uh, after the podcast comes out. Yes, maybe I will. Um, but no, I, I, get, I did most of my sort of birthdaying over the weekend, to be fair. And uh, it was much fun. But Josh, you sound like you had an even more crazy weekend. And uh, as a consequence of some uh, stuff that went down... Uh, you want to start some podcast beef, which I'm all for. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, so, uh, we, I guess we've sort of mentioned it in, on the podcast before. Uh, part of the uh, uh, Sunday amateur Sunday league uh, football team—that's uh, soccer for Americans—team uh, called Las Cabras, and we had a cup final yesterday uh, as we're recording. So uh, on the Sunday, obviously, and. Hmm. Was uh, was Mickey referee... Mouse there? On, was Mickey Mouse there on a big screen as he was for the he NBA? He was not. No. Um, Have you been we having had to play all the matches at Disney World or Thought Park? Uh, no, no. Oh. Unfortunately, not. We had a crowd, even though I'm pretty sure that it's not super allowed. But <laughs> there we go. Um, and the referee uh, runs a even more niche podcast than ours, I would say. <laughs> which is the South East London and Kent Grassroots Football Podcast. Right. Uh, all about Sunday League football in South East London slash Kent. Well, uh, now that you've shouted it out, I'm sure it will uh, surge to the top of all good podcasting charts. I'm sure, yes. Um, Do you think it's also mid-week... got loads of suspiciously positive reviews from various iPhones at the Apple Blue Water Store? <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Um, midweek, uh, the host of the said podcast uh, was absolutely singing the praises of our opposition, saying how good of an outfit they were and how, how well they play and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then he then goes and referees the game between us and said team um, and makes some dubious uh, refereeing decisions, I would say. Right. Um, some would say, you know, maybe uh, conflict of interests, but uh, mm. who's to say? Who is to say? Who is to say? 
this, this would almost be like um, uh, due to a rise in coronavirus cases across Florida, governors have made the difficult decision to close one of the major theme park resorts. Uh, uh, we do we do have to shut either Disney or Universal, and uh, the deciding vote will go to uh, Mr. Bob Chapek. <laughs> Bob, yeah. which one should we shut? Well, I've tried to be as impartial as possible, but I'm I'm afraid we are going to have to shut Universal. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, and I, I think one of the best parts is that <clears throat> one of our players got a red card after the game for asking the ref if it was because we wouldn't come on his podcast. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, he the, the ref is very welcome to come on our podcast if he'd like to defend himself from the this vicious attack. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm well up for some podcast beef, frankly. I think that could give us a real a real boost in, in ratings if we were to start some podcast beef. I, I think all the good podcasts, all the best podcasts have a rival podcast and why not why not have it be a niche amateur football one that we go up against? Yeah, we're so, we're um, from South East London slash Kent, and they're from South East London slash Kent. So let's have at it. Yeah, let's have at it indeed. Uh, and we can do like a uh, uh, like a diss track. Each of us have to do a diss track, and uh, whichever one's best uh, will be judged upon by uh, Pajabo and the London Resort uh, executive yeah. team. They will have the casting vote to decide whose diss tracks is, is best. And whoever loses has know. to delete their podcast from the internet. Yeah, and the winner uh, goes into soundtrack for the London Resort. Exactly. Uh, I'm yeah. glad we're on the same page. This sounds like a really good plan. Um, yes. Speaking of Pajabo, Beau, uh, Josh, you, uh, before we dive into some of the news I had here, uh, you did mention some London resorty business. Uh, I think it's probably something that we'll save for, I was about to say next week's show, but I guess technically you're getting two shows in a week this time around. So it's just oh. kind of later this week's show. But uh, yeah, is there anything you can sort of tease? Is there, are there some London resort developments? Um, all, I'm, all I'm going to say is based on the public consultation that we went to, uh, we did a pot, uh, an episode about that. Virtually. Um, it seems like uh, the people... Pretty poor. Uh, <laughs> have uh, have spoken uh, and positively of uh, the London Resort, based on the findings that the London Resort have found. So uh, that's that's good. I must admit, based on the consultation we went to, that is a surprise to me that the overall know, right? consensus seems positive. But uh, maybe maybe it was just a vocal minority that hated everything about the project and what it stood for. I'll I'll, I'll just pick. Pick one line here for you. Uh, at the end of the Ooh. consultation, 16% of responses remained strongly opposed to the master plan. Uh, 64% who showed support. Uh, of the 64% who showed support, 44% were strongly in favour. Oh, wow. Well, uh, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into all kind of the reaction from the London Resort's public consultation. Uh, we'll do that on next week's show then when we've had a chance to look into it properly and, and there's quite, quite a lengthy sort of video, is there not, with, with Pai Jabo talking yeah, about uh, the Yeah, Blue Loop and PY uh, sat down and did a like a 50-minute episode, so we'll break that down for you as well. Excellent, excellent. Yes, one of the reasons I haven't had enough time to watch something like that this week is because I was wasting most of my free time streaming Dreams on the Park Rush Twitch account, <laughs> playing some... Truly remarkable 
theme park related content in that game so uh, i do highly recommend you if you missed the live broadcasts if you go and watch the archives i don't know if the archives are up on youtube yet but they should still be on the twitch page for now because it's uh they're not they're not two weeks old yet so twitch.tv slash park rush there are some uh, incredible recreations of theme park uh, theme parks that you will recognize like disneyland and rides like pirates of the caribbean and haunted mansion and then there's some unique stuff as well and, and a lot of it is just very disturbing and needs to be seen to be believed but maybe not you know, maybe not too late in the day because I can't guarantee that you won't have nightmares. Uh, the um, the how many episodes, how many streams did you do, Tom? I think technically I did three or four, but one of them was uh, oh. as a two were uh, should have been one, but my stream went down after about ten minutes, and I had to pick it back up again. So I, I think it went up as kind of two streams. But the first stream was probably the best one. That was about an hour forty five minutes or so. That was the first uh, installment of the Thing Park Dream Stream. Um, one minute thirty-seven. One minute thirty-seven. Not one hour thirty-seven. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that would be a good one to to maybe skip through and watch some stuff. I, I may well do another one. That's on the uh, YouTube's. Oh, great. Okay. Um, and then it might be something I kind of pop back into every few sort of weeks or every few months just to see if there's anything new on the Thing Park front. But uh, yeah, I had I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, we're not doing it as nice. a sort of uh, installment of the theme park video game review series just to be clear next on that front i think is parkitect we'll get to that in the, some point in the next few weeks i would imagine but uh yeah that's what i've been doing well josh uh some news um two fairly substantial uh developments i would suggest uh on opposite sides of the world in china and in the us of a uh, where shall we start i'm giving you the power here i got the power um China. Okay. Uh, China. That's where we will go. Uh, specifically, Beijing. Universal Beijing Resort, which, uh, well, I mean, Think Park News generally, when it's come to kind of big projects and stuff, hasn't been all that positive this year because it's mostly been about things being put on uh, indefinite hiatus. Uh, there have been a few bright spots, of course. Uh, the Jurassic uh, Velocicoaster, of course, at Irons of Adventure. We finally had that confirmed and progress seems to have been good on that. Um, although... I think actually since we last talked about it and it was, you know, billed for a summer 2021 uh, opening, seemingly timed to coincide with Jurassic World Dominion, the third film. But that film, I think, in the last week or two has actually, and I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, has been pushed back, I think, a whole year because of coronavirus. A whole so, year, blimey. I don't know. I don't think they will hold the ride back for the film, but it may just take a little bit of the... Uh, the sting out of the uh, out of the uh, tail of the ride opening that it's no longer timed to the film. Yeah, that's probably right. Hmm. Uh, but uh, Universal Studios Beijing development on that has continued throughout the year, pretty much, uh, and it, it's still due to open next year. And they've put out a new kind of flyover video, which basically gives a a broad overview of the different lands and some of the attractions that will be coming to the park when it opens. Uh, including hotels, the kind of traditional city walk, dining, entertainment district that everyone is familiar with from other universal parks. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I thought it was a pretty cool video. And uh, we've got the list here of the uh, lineup of lands and attractions within. So I thought we could just kind of go through it, Josh, pretty much. 
Uh, you yeah. were particularly enthralled by the fact that they have a Chinese theatre in the Hollywood section of the uh, of the land, were you not? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, I think we've discussed about it before, but my favourite Disney World park is Hollywood Studios. Um, oh boy, uh, so it's a shock to see it in a Universal park. It is. It's kind of like the um, inverse, right? Of you remember when uh, was it Michael Eisner when he was with Paramount and went to that meeting about Universal Studios and then ended up going and making Hollywood Studios at Disney, uh, yeah, and kind of ma- pulling the rug from underneath them. It almost feels like, uh, to an extent, the reverse of that. Where Disney have got rid of the Chine- the iconic Chinese theatre from their from their park, and and Universal have said, well, 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 we'll take that and we'll do it over here. Um, I'm sure all the hardcore Hollywood Studios fans out there, or MGM fans, will be flocking to Universal Beijing uh, to stick it to us. the mouse. Yeah, exactly. Dozens. <laughs> um, uh, within Hollywood, there will be a lights, camera, action show uh, featuring Steven Spielberg and also uh, Zhang Yimou. Uh, it's gonna—I probably butchered that name, and I apologise. I don't I know who that, that is. I, I, I assume he's a sort of famous Chinese film director. I guess to kind of right. partner up with Spielberg, it's a, it's going to be a, a very reminiscent. I think it may even be a direct uh, adaptation of the version at Universal Singapore, which I really like. I think that's one of the best kind of backstage sound studio stunt shows that I've seen at a theme park. I'm always really impressed by that one at Singapore. When I've done it, it always takes me back just how explosive and kind of uh, intense the effects are. And how close a lot of the action gets to the standing area. So, uh, yeah, something akin to that I think would be pretty cool. Uh, that one does feature Spielberg alone. So I don't know if they would have shot new stuff with Spielberg where he's interacting with this other guy. Or if it's just going to be kind of some sort of awkward merger of some old footage and some new footage. I don't know. but uh... Like the uh, tram tour at Paris. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Or, or like the E.T., uh, intro where Spielberg is talk very awkwardly talking to this slightly dodgy looking CGET who's clearly not really there. They're clearly in completely different places. And um, yeah, Spielberg has kind of got a knack for awkward think park intros on rides. So uh, what's yes. another one, I guess? Uh, so that uh, Zhang uh, Yamo, however we're pronouncing that, uh, did The Great Wall with Matt Damon. Oh, nice. Uh, what do you mm. prefer when it comes to your whitewashing of kind of what should be Chinese or, or Asian uh, blockbuster movies? Do you, do you prefer Matt Damon in The the Great Wall or, or Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai? Um, ugh. Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai is probably a better film, so I'd probably go with that one. I think uh, that's fair. I think that's fair. Although I think the, the best whitewashing, well, it's not really whitewashing, but... Uh, when they put slitty eyes on Sean Connery for You Only Live Twice. <laughs> that, that's definitely the pinnacle, I think. Um, yeah, if you, if you uh, sort of slouch a bit, Sean, uh, you'll look more <laughs> Japanese. Yeah. Good one. Every, everyone knows that. Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, moving on, we've got the Transformers <laughs> Metro base, which to me feels like kind of, again, somewhat akin to a land they've got in Singapore, being sci-fi city, but kind of ratcheted up somewhat because sci-fi city in singapore is where the transformers ride uh, there lives but then there's also uh, the battlestar galactica coasters 
and there's like a Stormforce Accelatron thing which has just got the Stormforce branding taken off it. Um, this is completely obviously Transformers. It is where the Transformers, traditional Transformers ride will live, the battle for the AllSpark. Uh, then there will be a spinner ride, again, much like Stormforce, but this time called the Bumblebee Boogie. Uh, and then you're going to have Bumblebee the, Boogie. De boodaloo, boodaloo. the uh, Decepticoaster, which apparently is basically a clone of the Hulk at Islands of Adventure, but themed yeah, to the, the Decepticons. Um, that's in the video. It's definitely definitely that. It's definitely the Hulk coaster, but Decepticonized. Yeah. So Hulk, obviously, when you launch, there's a roar. Uh, what noise will the Decepticon coaster make when you launch? Um, some sort of digital screech. Nice. Some dig a digital screech. That sounds very feasible. Uh, you'll also have the Energon Power Station Counter Service Restaurant uh, in your Transformers Metro base. Uh, then we've got the Kung Fu Panda Land of Awesomeness, which I, I might be wrong, but this I think will be kind of the first entirely DreamWorks land to have been built at a Universal Park since Universal bought DreamWorks. So uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of how big yeah. budget the land feels when it opens and, and whether that will be a an indicator as to what we can expect from How to Train Your Dragon Land at Epic Universe if that park still goes ahead um, given coronavirus. Yeah. Mm. What's your view on Kung Fu Panda? Um, it's fine. Like, I, fine. I, I know a lot of people really rate it. Um, I was never enamoured with it. No. No, me neither. Um, um, it's no How to Train Your Dragon for me, personally. No, uh, But some people close. say How to Train Your Dragon is no Kung Fu Panda. Well, those people are wrong, Josh. Those I agree. People are desperately, desperately, tragically wrong. I, I feel uh, for them. I do remember uh, Jack Black... Uh, obviously plays uh, the panda, right, in Kung Fu Panda. Uh, yeah, Poe, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Um, mm. And he was on the, like, worldwide uh, tour, you know, for the media tour, uh, including these Asian countries where, obviously, Jack Black doesn't actually do the voice of Poe. <laughs> he can't speak Chinese. Or... <laughs> so, so all these, like, fans going, and who are you? Like, big... <laughs> American dude. Don't you recognise me? I'm the panda. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, okay, here's a good question for you. Who's your favourite fictional Poe? Poe the panda, Poe the Teletubby, or Poe the X-Wing pilot? Oh, that's a... What a question. It's uh, a good question. Um, Poe is definitely up there. I do recognise, by the way, that I do think Poe the pilot is spelt differently. I think he's got an E at the end of his name. Yes, and he, I think the other is, two are, yeah. do not... But even so, the question yeah. still stands. I do. I, well, Poe is up there for me, but Which I think Poe takes it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone uh. could argue with that assessment. <laughs> Poe is first, uh. closely followed by Poe, and Poe bringing up the rear. Yeah, but I think Poe bringing up the rear is actually quite far behind for me. Right, fair enough. Yeah. Well, email that one out. Podcast, that's podcast, not podcast podcast at parkrush.com let us know which pose you think Josh were talking about there uh, and, and how you would order the pose as discussed uh, so what is in Kung Fu Panda Land of Awesomeness I hear you ask uh, well listener uh, there is Kung Fu Panda Journey of the Dragon Warrior which is an indoor boat ride and uh, then you've got Peach Tree of Heavenly Wisdom uh, which is uh, a sort of um, I guess kind of a centerpiece for the land. It's going to be uh, 
I guess you could compare it to the Tree of Life at Animal Kingdom, but it's going to and it's going to employ projection effects. I guess similarly to that, and uh, the way the projections will work on this is to uh, invoke the different seasons, and um, that sounds fun potentially. So you come back at different times, the tree will take on a slightly different appearance. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, like Forza Horizon Four. Pretty much, Josh. Yeah, because seasons yeah. change everything. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't um, be a Far Eastern Universal Park without a Waterworld stunt show. I'm glad to say that uh, Waterworld is coming to Universal Studios Beijing. And uh, that show, as I, as I say every time I bring it up, mainly just when I come back from Singapore, that show is very good. And uh, That's no longer at Hollywood, is it? Um, I don't know. I don't I know. You, oh, I, I've never been, to be fair. I missed that when I went to California. I went to Disneyland instead. But... Uh... Well, we'll get to that, Josh, because right now you can't go to either. Still. It's true. And who knows when that will change. It sounds like it could still be some time before, uh, before people can go back to those parks in California. But yes, Waterworld. Um, I, I love that that very average film that has no real cultural reverence whatsoever is still uh, considered a kind of linchpin of, of many a Universal Park because it is such a good show, genuinely. Uh, yeah. completely uh, separate from the film it stands alone as a really good stunt show uh, we then come yeah. to Jurassic World that's Jurassic World not Jurassic Park uh, and here we're going to have uh, the Jurassic World Adventure uh, which is being billed as a, a completely new motion based ride so it's not going to be something where they've just kind of picked up the river adventure with a reskin and dumped that down so it's not going to be um, like the California version for example which is a re a re-theme of that old River Adventure ride that we have at Islands of Adventure it is being billed as something completely new. So I'm looking forward to seeing what form that takes exactly. Uh, I'm hoping it's basically like that um, mini game in Scream Ride that our loyal fans will have seen me play on Twitch, where you, it's basically Angry Birds. You're in an orb like the orbs from Jurassic World uh, on the end of a um, catapult, essentially, and fling yourself miles at high speeds, crashing into stuff and probably killing everyone on board. I hope it's that. Yes. Mm. Um, well, they do have a patent for that, right? So, patent? Uh, yes, I think they do. Yes, I seem to remember talking about that on this podcast mm. at some point. I tried to find it previously when we mentioned it again, but I couldn't find it. But we have spoken about it. Right. Um, uh, there's also going to be the Camp Jurassic Play Area, which Jurassic Jurassic Park Ultras will know all about. It's all over the shop, that place. Uh, and that's then, that uh, island, right? I, yeah, I, I can't yeah, say I've been in it. That's where Pterodon Flyers is. Yeah, from, I've never been on Pterodon Flyers or in Camp Jurassic. You were too tall for it even when you were a child. Is yes. probably what the problem was there. Yeah. But this uh, seems like they've... it's going to be inside an aviary this time, which is kind of a cool... Uh, maybe surely in yeah. a cage. I, right hope that, I, hope they, I hope they swoop down and pick people up and feed them to the, uh, the big water creature as, as in Jurassic World, that kind of unnecessarily sadistic death scene for that woman in that film where she gets picked up by a pterodactyl and dropped in the big uh, uh, water show uh, tank. Yes, because you think she's all right for a moment and then... Yeah, yeah, really grim. Uh, There are other characters in that film that I would much rather have got that treatment, frankly. (laughs) Um, And there's going to be a table service restaurant called Hammond's. Which I can uh, I can get behind. Here's hoping that they spare no what? expense. Richard Hammond's going to be there, is he? Uh, I think I think that's the wrong Hammond, but I guess I'll have to J- check. James I May, that. Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I didn't check. I didn't do the reading in full. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So maybe it is the Grand Tour, Hammond. But I, I think it's probably the other guy. What a turn that would be, though. It would be a twist. That can't be denied. Also, what can't be denied? The wizarding world of Harry Potter uh, goes from strength to strength. And um, that will be present here. And you will get Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. And you will get Flight of the Hippogriff. So it's the classic wizarding world of Harry Potter uh, as first seen at Islands of Adventure and then seen at you know, Universal Japan and Hollywood and blah, blah, blah. So it's not Diagon Alley. It's not the uh, Escape from Gringotts. It's going to be that, that uh, original ride. And you'll also get the nighttime light show at Hogwarts, as you get elsewhere too. Uh, and then we come to Minion Land, where you're going to get Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, which uh, you'll be familiar with from the Florida Park, and uh, then a couple of other kiddie bits too. So, uh, bring yeah. back uh, Hanna-Barbera, damn it. Bring back Hanna-Barbera as a campaign I can absolutely get behind. But uh, yeah, Josh, what are your overall thoughts there? What is it a pretty decent selection of lands? Uh yeah, it looks like a really good collection. Yeah, I can't I can't deny it looks like a great kind of a I guess you could call it like a greatest hits two. You know, like mm. where when a band puts out a greatest hits for their first album, which is the true greatest hits that everyone actually wants. You mean like Back to the Future, Jaws, King Kong? Yeah, yeah. Um, and but then like yeah. They had an, uh, their career extends further, so they've then now like put out the greatest hits for their later works. Right. So Harry Potter, Transformers. Yes. Uh, yeah, that 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 works for me. I I, I could go with that. Uh, I mean, there aren't actually very many new, completely new rides on that list. That I just read out. It is a lot of stuff that's being borrowed from other parks, but. I think overall it's a pretty good lineup, as you say, as a sort of greatest hits. And I'd imagine that it will do very well for Universal uh, and for Comcast. And I think that, you know, if it puts some wind in their sails uh, after a year that's been really difficult for the theme park industry in, in particular, um, hopefully that will give them the kind of the financial encouragement that maybe they need to push on with some of these other projects that have, as we said earlier, been kind of placed on hiatus. Uh, obviously that, you know, uh, I think people can rightly feel a bit uncomfortable about, you know, huge Western investment in, in things like this in China right now. Obviously, Mulan was a recent example of, of how that can be perceived rightly. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's maybe not our, our place to delve too deeply into the, uh, that side of things here, at least not uh, right now. But uh, purely speaking from a theme park perspective, it looks like a... A, a, a pretty fun place whether or not i'll be rushing to go i don't know there are parks that are yeah. above it on my list but yeah um, like you said um i feel like uh i'll be holding off on the chinese theme parks for a little while for uh reasons outside of uh, a theme park's necessary control yes i think that's a very diplomatic way of putting it for sure yeah. uh speaking of parks that are above universal studios beijing on my sort of bucket list of theme parks the major ones in California. Unfortunately, they've been shut since March, pretty much, because of coronavirus, and there's still no sign of them reopening. We finally got kind of the criteria by which the um, uh, Californian authorities will start to allow theme parks to open and operate. And basically, it depends what tier you fall in. So uh, much like here in England right now, where we've got a three-tier system, depending on how prevalent the virus is in certain places, they're going to be trying something similar in California. We've got 
uh, the orange tier and the yellow tier. And um, basically, Colors, uh, a theme park in the yellow tier will be allowed to open, but will have to stick to 25% capacity. Uh, people will have to book in advance to go and will have to wear masks. But anywhere, people can come from anywhere to go to the park. Uh, but in the orange tier, it's far more limiting. Um, the, cap, the, uh, the parks uh, will be capped uh, to 500 people or 25% of capacity, whichever is less. Again, guests have to book in advance. They do have to wear masks. And they also um, can only attend if they're from the home county of the park. Now, uh, when it comes to the, kind of the, the two big boys in California, Disneyland and Universal, both of those are in orange right now. And so, as far as I can tell, based on those restrictions, it's basically a total waste of time for either of them to open as it stands. Um, yeah, sounds like it. Um, imagine they imagine if they did that over here with like Alton Towers. There's like a village that they could go. It'd be like twelve people. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 kind of crazy. I I don't know. I. I I haven't heard any, I, I haven't read any reports about specific COVID outbreaks at theme parks or being traced back to theme parks. So, I, I you know, I, I, I definitely think my perspective on kind of reopening society from coronavirus has definitely shifted over recent months. You know, I've, I was, I've gone from being very conservative to being, I think, a bit more balanced in my view on it. You know, as, especially when you think about our country here um, and the economic impact um, I think becomes more real as time goes on as kind of various support schemes that have been in place for most of the year start to come to an end and that kind of thing. Uh, the financial impact is becoming even more stark for people and that's when I have started to kind of shift a little bit towards, well, I'm not sure you can just shut everything down again. I know it means that you're going to have more virus around and tragically that's going to inevitably mean more serious cases for some people and more more deaths for some. But I just don't think it's feasible to just have an approach where you are prepared to just shut stuff again and again and again because it's I don't think it's sustainable. So in the case of these theme parks, I do feel like they do need to give them a bit more leeway. I mean, they've been shut for ages. And with this criteria in place, as I said, it's difficult to know, it's difficult to see how you know how and when they reopen because yeah i think as the uh the authorities in california have been very honest about they can't predict when a tier might might change when they they might feel comfortable to to lesser uh to to move an area down a tier but also even i think even in that sort of less restrictive tier it's still more restrictive uh, than the circumstances in which a lot of other theme parks in the us and around the world are having to operate in right now so it does seem very yeah. strict, and California has been one of the worst hit states. But even so, it's uh, it sucks for those parks and for the people that work there. Yeah, for sure. You, you know, you compare California to Florida; it's um, the the differences are kind of insane for considering they're both in the same country. For sure. Um, uh, I mean, it's obviously a massive country, and Florida is run by crazy people, but um. Yeah. It's 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 undeniably going to be difficult. Disney Universal, of course, aren't happy about it. They've both spoken about the fact they don't think there's a great deal of scientific basis for the decisions that are being made. And uh, it's also worth noting that I think the restrictions do also mean that indoor attractions are 
uh, in the orange tier at least, somewhat off the table too. So there are, there are going to be parks where, again, it becomes pointless to open really because I don't think you could feasibly open and expect guests to turn up when you have to shut a decent number of your attractions because they're indoors and aren't really yeah. conducive to social distancing and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you, fo- if you follow those same rules in Florida, then Universal would be pretty boned, right? Like uh, half yeah. of this stuff couldn't open. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's a it's a difficult situation, and I don't quite know how they emerge from it, to be honest. But um, that's where we're at in California. At least we've had some form of update, but it's not really yeah. a very positive one. Um, I guess on that on that COVID news, something uh, slightly on topic, slightly off topic, but um, the U.S. Department of Defense uh, put out a big study um, into the risks of getting coronavirus on a uh, on an airplane. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, and they say it's uh, incredibly low. Um, you know, you're very unlikely to catch coronavirus on a plane. So mm. there is that. If you're if you are looking to go on a holiday, uh, maybe you know theme parks not really the ideal situation um, because of everything going on. Maybe you could go to um, Ferrari Land or something like that in uh, Abu Dhabi or something uh, or Dubai, wherever it is. Um, yeah, Germany's the place to go. Germany is like the only place in Europe that. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to suggest that there hasn't been a resurgence in the virus in Germany, but it's all relative, right? And I think you've seen a lot of the major European economies, Western European economies, UK, France, Spain, um, have really struggled with this second wave, if you can call it that. I know there's some dispute as to whether or not you can really call it a second wave, whether that's helpful, but certainly the virus has kind of res- there's been a resurgence. A major one in those countries, yes. and relative to the size of the resurgence, uh, Germany's has been very modest. And um, yeah, I think if you want a European theme park fix, that's probably the safest place to maybe try right now. Places like yeah. Europa Park and uh, Fantasia Land, but um, UK parks obviously are they shut yet? Are they off season yet? I mean, no- normally they open for Halloween. Uh, of course, no, I don't know what the uh, situation Fright is. Night is usually. So they'll be open for well, they're usually open for Halloween. I'm not sure if they're doing Fright Night. Mm. Uh, I don't think they are. I'll, I'll have a look right now, Tom. Oh, okay. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to start outroing this week's podcast. Uh, you can email the show, as we said earlier when we were talking about Pose. It's podcast at parkrush.com. You can tweet us as well at Parkrush Podcast. You can find every episode at parkrush.com or on your preferred podcasting app if there's an app that you think we should be on that we're not let us know and we can sort that out you can uh, find us on twitch as i said earlier twitch.tv slash parkrush where we do video game uh, theme park video game streams uh josh uh, tries to do uh, a fairly regular um stream of parkitect and planet coaster at the moment anyway and uh, parkitect as i said earlier is is next up for us in terms of theme park video game review podcasts uh, I yep. think that's just about everything. Josh, do you have any news to share? Yeah, uh, so Thought Park is open this week, and this week only. It closes on Sunday. Sunday is the last day. Ooh. Um, and they are officially... Uh, the doors close at 9 o'clock. Um, it is fr- they are doing Fright Nights this week. Um, queues close at 8pm for Fright Night. Uh, they'll kick everyone out Uh all visitors have to be clear of the park by 10 p.m. to fit in with the government instructions. Yes, that's true. Got the curfew. Yep. Uh, so this is your last week at Thought Park, and I would imagine Alton Towers as well. Are you going to go? Uh, no. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Well, uh, we'll be back, well, as I said earlier, later this week, technically, if we come out on Sunday, as we normally do. Uh, well, I'm hoping that we'll be back to Sunday this week and uh, we'll have some London Resort stuff to talk about and uh, whatever else the week brings in terms of theme park news. Take it easy out there, everyone. Continue to not get coronavirus and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.